we're going to start this episode. Is it 23.5? It is 23. Wow. That's a, wow. It's, a, it's coincidence. Serendipity. Uh, I'm Mike Bonner. He's Montana. And the reason why we were saying uh, Montana Samuels, I guess I should give first and last names. I said my last name. They know who you are at this point. The reason why we were in awe of our 23.5 episode is today we're going to talk about what really everybody is talking about, uh, LeBron James. LeBron? And we need to, at this point, we've got LeBron out of the way. We need to give a shout-out to Hannah, which we pr- promised Montana's girlfriend we oh, would give yeah. her a shout-out. Since she doesn't enjoy sports, I wanted to kind of give that shout-out immediately because who knows if she'll yeah. continue listening. Sorry. I will say, though. <laughs> so, Hannah, just go ahead and tune out. Same for, like, half the people. I, I will say, was. though, before you tune out, I don't think this is a sports conversation, though. It's I, a, yeah, I, and I that's agree. what I wanted to kind of throw out there is I, I thought of LeBron. I talked about LeBron. Sure, I talked to my friends about what it means for the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference, but I think we can dive deeper into that conversation. And what really, yeah. there's a couple things that struck me about LeBron going to Los Angeles. The first well, thing so I was, guess we, before you get sure. too far, I guess we should just, for those of you who may not know, which Great idea. those who don't have Twitter, so LeBron left the Cavaliers, signed a four-year, $154 million. $154 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. That was on Sunday night? Sunday night. Sunday night. And it was expected to, I at least thought, it was going to go a lot longer. It seemed like that was a really quick... Oh my God, yeah. Free, sidebar, the free agent like whole fire sale is crazy. It's like Black Friday for free agents right now. It's insane. The biggest chip fell, and everyone's kind of following LeBron yeah. James. Grew up in Cleveland. Uh, this is the second time from he's Akron. left them. And to me, when you look at both, you look at all three times he's decided to go somewhere, whether it was from Cleveland or to Cleveland. Sure. The decision when he went to Miami, he controlled the narrative. Right. When he returned to Miami, uh, excuse me, when he returned to Cleveland, Sports Illustrated broke that story. However, it was a piece that he penned to Cleveland. Again, he controlled that narrative. And this time around, a tweet from, according to the LA Times, LeBron's agency, Clutch Sports, Mm -hmm. with a K. We can talk about that, too. The spelling. No, I'm just, I expect LeBron James to have a better You know that Twitter account wasn't verified? Unverified Twitter That's account I mean. tweeted out. It's crazy. Yeah. But it, it's still, he controlled, they, they controlled the voice. And I think that's something that is really interesting. I think I was interrupting my own self in this story. He called Los Angeles Lakers a minute before, according to the mm-hmm. LA Times, and said, we're coming. A minute later, the tweet went out. And all three times, the biggest, I'm going to say star in, in the NBA, but you could make the argument in the United States He's up there. One yeah. of the biggest he, stars in the United like States. He's probably in the same category as like Beyonce and like maybe a step below like Barack Obama. He's a one name, LeBron. You know, everyone knows who sure. LeBron is. Sure. Either way, that's really interesting to me. There's a number of layers that interest me of this, but the first one being he's controlling his own narrative in a sports industry where leaks are known, unnamed right. sources are nothing, they're reported all the time. And he's controlled his own narrative throughout his entire career. I I think that's the most impressive part to me is we, I mean, we've talked about this a lot in preparation for this. Um, It's a league that for so long was based around the GM was in control. So it it was, I I think you said, and 
the email you sent for like Gary Payton, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, Patrick Charles Ewing. Barkley, Patrick. The list goes on. You, if you don't win a championship for so long, it was on the GM, but the player was tasked with all the blame. And there's a loyalty element to that too, where like if you were to leave in that era, you'd have been a traitor. You'd have been basically. It's like career suicide and at least how your legacy looks yeah but lebron has totally changed that in the sense that now he's empowered the players to say we he's pulled the veil back on the notion that everything is about loyalty because gms are not loyal to players at nearly the cap that players were expected to be loyal to them so he's just totally said no this we make this league what it is donald sterling is not on the court, which I'd say Donald Sterling, because that's the most egregious notion of all time that that guy has control over. Well, your we can legacy. even just look at the current Cavs owner, Dan Gilbert, when LeBron left Who, the first time right. and wrote this letter of just angst and right. ridiculousness to LeBron James. And I think that that's when we get into what Montana is discussing. I wanted to touch one more aspect on why the, the media relate the media aspect relates to it because. In terms of signing with teams or where he's going to mm-hmm. go, it leaks out somewhere usually. Whoa. And yeah, and so someone else, again, is telling your story. Mm-hmm. Whether, and hey, maybe sometimes it is the player leaking to, to, to reporters certain, and such. Right. But through LeBron's NBA career, he's really controlled that narrative of, I'm going to tell my story. Literally right. twice he did it in terms of the decision announcing it with Jim Gray or announcing it through a Sports Illustrated article. And this time it was a simple tweet, which I didn't know Clutch Agency existed. That's the Maverick Carter thing, right? Right. So this time everyone now knows who Clutch Sports Agency is. Well, and the thing, it's gotten better as well. So this is something LeBron... So like the decision was like the first decision where he's wearing that like strange like checkered shirt and he's like in the chair or whatever yeah. it that was not good it was he like said objectively it bad right and he admits it the second one the sports illustrated article like more tasteful like whatever this one real he's like basically pulling a jay-z and beyonce where it's just like no rollout we're doing it like here it is but you can tell this is something that he's almost prioritized in a way where he understands that if you don't allow your story to be told the way you want it someone will take Whatever someone will take uh, your narrative and put it into their words, and he just decided he's not willing to do that. And he like the whole notion of like the Woj bombs thing. Yeah, and that it's cool that he. I don't. To me, it's interesting that he's decided I can do a better job of this, or I just want to be. I want to have control one hundred and ten percent, which is saying something too that no one around was able to leak or anything it's right it shows to me it's got a the, tight circle yeah the the clutch sports agency is is a, is a tight circle real tight uh as we as, so as we talk about now the other aspect of what lebron james means to the nba and it's what montana was speaking mm-hmm. about i look at nba players and michael jordan sticks out because right. one he's Viewed by many as the greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is in that conversation. But I think what makes them each stand out beyond basketball, beyond Wayne Gretzky, mm-hmm. beyond... Uh, I was going to say beyond Babe Ruth, but actually in that in that aura of okay. household names. Because, oh, the Babe Ruth of 
Sure. He's, whatever. Yeah. Now it's kind of the Michael Jordan of right. whatever. LeBron James has revolutionized the game. Much like Babe Ruth revolutionized sure. baseball. No one hit home runs. They started hitting home runs. But Michael Jordan and LeBron James, they revolutionized the game off the court. People are buying mm-hmm. sneakers because of Michael Jordan. LeBron James has sneakers because of Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant has sneakers. Steph Paul Curry George, Kyrie has, Irving. Yeah, yeah, Steph Curry, even Under Armour. You know, Steph Curry has Under Armour yeah. shoes because Michael Jordan's shoes were even something. Though, and, and even internationally, you see right. Clay Thompson now. Right. Um, Stephon Marbury. The player as a brand. Clutch Sports Agency is around because Michael Jordan made himself a brand. Be like yeah, Mike. Exactly. LeBron has revolutionized the game is what Montana was saying. He has really, I think, put the the power back in the players' hands. Or yeah. actually has given the has players given, power. It, I don't right. know if it was ever there to begin with. I, I would say that it probably wasn't. Maybe Michael had a little bit of it. So, so never had... I think... Uh, Jordan had power in the sense with with like his advertising and things like that. So maybe you could control like your advertisements, but never with the teams. It was always like it, it's always been a team first mentality throughout sports. But I think now, uh, well, look at the retirements, the the two Michael Jordan retirements. Sure, it, there was never a notion that well, I'll just go play for the Spurs or the no, Lakers or the Pistons. To, right, it was. I'll retire. And then later it was, okay, the Wizards because demanding a a trade would company, right? Yeah, but even demanding a trade would have somehow tarnished a legacy. Right. You know, well, you're a bull. You're always going to be a bull because Bird was always a Celtic and Magic was always a Laker and Russell was always, you know, a Celtic. And then um, Wilt Chamberlain kind of gets into that, you know, well, is he a Sixer? Is he a Laker? Is you know what what's going on there so lebron in the decision he was really crushed for it the decision oh, was, was oh what is he doing he's he's just chasing right. championships it doesn't it doesn't count as much well and even uh, from a media angle people were upset about the way he did it because they were i think it was like a boston globe report that used the word like preening so he was killed for the way he did it because they were like how disrespect how distasteful right. how dare he and it was as lebron said it, it, it he, he could have gone about yeah, it a different way should have sure. done it maybe better than announcing on national television that he's leaving his hometown and 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 crushing some fans but i think as you maybe said because it was so unknown well, why would you? Why would you? As I just said, why would you crush your hometown fans' dreams? Well, why is his hometown fans burning his jersey? That's afterwards? exactly. I was so, yeah. I was gonna make the point where it's like, well, to he be honest, the this, script on its head almost. Yeah, and that we're we're really really harping on this point. But the notion that prior to this, you had to lead the majority of your young life appeasing random. Just random people in a town that, uh, like many people, LeBron had a connection to Cleveland. Most pe- Andrew Wiggins has no connection to Minneapolis. Yeah, John Wall and Bradley Beal don't have a connection to Washington D.C. Which, to me, LeBron has has really given the the definition of loyalty is Absolutely. it's not wearing a jersey. It's sending kids in your community to college. Oh my it's, god, yeah. It's and promoting, he, it's helping your, your community. noting, he kept those nonprofits. Op- it, the whole notion of that is insane. <laughs> Deeper, so like, how dare you, LeBron? Like, we're never going to win a championship now. It's like, he's sending kids to college. It's, I, yeah. but, and, so, but if we fast forward now, I, I read a, a USA Today story that 
of course, there's always going to be some dummies burning sure. jerseys sure. or being idiots. But the same person who sparked that burning of the jersey, the USA Today interviewed him, and he said, no, it, he's always going to be part of Cleveland. He's done so much for this city. It's, it's sad this time. There's no anger. And I think, again, that is right. flipped the script where if you look in the past, I remember growing up in Massachusetts and my favorite player of all time was Mo Vaughn, and he mm-hmm. left for the Angels. And I remember going to the Angels game, and I was so pumped to see him play, and the fans were just booing, swearing. Right. He was the worst thing ever. So to have even this idea that this superstar can leave and fans be sad but not hateful toward it right. is revolutionary. Yeah. it's. A, I feel like this has to be brought up, and like we can talk about LeBron's interaction with this space later, but a big part of that to me is always really tough because it's objectively a lot of white people yelling really hateful things at this black person that like they've never spoken to in real life. They don't know their personal story, but like they like to go drink a bunch of beer and watch them play a sport really well. And then when they can't do, they can't watch them do that for their team anymore. They're like, this guy sucks. (laughs) It's like, dude, it's extremely weird. It's sports is a really weird realm where things that would not be, acceptably acceptable exactly. public yeah. anywhere else screaming at another human for regardless of Berating any reason. Berating a yeah. grown man who you another have grown no man. connection yeah. to. It's, I thought of that many times sitting in an arena and covering or a women, game. Uh, we should say, or a or grown man or woman. Sure. Uh, but most of the hecklers I've seen have been... Oh, no, I was saying the players. Oh, the oh, hecklers oh. will go at that. Those are men. <laughs> Those are mainly white men. I will go on record to say that. It's really, it's just really bizarre uh, to, that, that I don't understand why it's acceptable that we can scream at another it's individual. Crazy. Well, and that, and then actually you can scream and berate one person, but if that other person even acknowledges it, oh, they're such a loser. They, they have, how dare he? <laughs> like in Boston, I, I don't mean to like pile on to Boston here, but like their relationship to how white people treat black athletes is real troubling especially with like the adam jones stuff and all of that i just saw michael che this saturday in boston he's pretty infamous for the boston's the most racist place in america so it's just so crazy and then that doubles back to our point where these fans are allowed to berate their team when they're not performing well but then they leave and they're like how dare he and i think that showed him nothing but respect yeah i think that so that's one aspect the fandom aspect uh that players can't necessarily control and that was like that too even when p- players were traded the right. player would have no no have no say yeah no say and and again it has changed when isaiah thomas came back to the celtics they sure you know they play this actually it was a big thing because he was supposed to be honored during paul pierce's banner and it was supposed to only be paul pierce's right. number so it has changed a little bit in terms of trading but even signing there's still that gray area but getting away from fans and just looking at right. the organization, as Montana mentioned, you have guys like Patrick Ewing or Charles Barkley mm-hmm. who are Hall of Famers, but in the discussion, the asterisk is always, but never won. Right, which is crazy. They never won. And Charles actually tried to chase one, whether it was Houston in sure. his late career and such. But that was so it, – it's chasing it is much different than what LeBron did because LeBron went in his prime where right. Barkley was, he was in the twilight of his career. Mm-hmm. 
so I think that changes a little bit. There wasn't this sense that, oh, Charles can just go play for the Bulls right. and win. Because he would have been, oh, those championships aren't real. Exactly. And so Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Gary Payton, Carl Malone, John Stockton, they're labeled as losers. There's a lot they of can't, people. They yeah. can't win the big game, so to speak, mm-hmm. because they they were loyal to their GM. So the GM isn't getting them talent, right. but no one's saying, in fact, in point, I don't know who the GMs of those teams are. Yeah. It, who knows? So they're getting labeled for their GM's lack of inability, inability to- or even just luck. Like, Michael Jordan sure. was really good. Well, and like the whole the whole Spurs thing, like David Robinson gets hurt, so right. they draft him, Duncan. I yeah, I do think. So why would LeBron? That's what I'm saying. Why would LeBron, right? Just kind of go well, and even before, circle around the toilet, right? In so, Cleveland when so I, they didn't get any players. I think for him. the LeBron thing is really interesting too, because while LeBron is organizing, not to accuse LeBron of tampering by any means. I know tampering is a big NBA topic these days, but. Um, so while LeBron is sort of organizing uh, the Heat situation, the Celtics are being praised for their championship runs, which were the exact same thing. It's a big three, mm-hmm. but the GM did it, not LeBron. And LeBron was killed for going right to the, taking so the power of it, I'm going to choose exactly. which team. It's a game of semantics based on who is making the power move. Which is crazy that the players were never allowed to do that, in the, or, or were not frowned that they upon. weren't allowed. It, it was frowned upon, uh, like sort of socially, I guess, or what have I you. I was but. even more because it, it was a sense of your resume isn't going to be as strong, which is yeah. which is a weird thing too. That in the NBA, rings and championships matter more than any other sport, right? Because like Zaza Pachulia has two rings, and right? That guy's- so I, I think that that, and it, it probably starts all with you know Bill Russell winning eleven out of thirteen, right. where there's this this aura of you need to win a lot, not just win. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense that every championship you would have won, there would be an asterisk next to it. Yep. And that conversation when LeBron went there was oh well, it's not even if he wins five or six, it won't be like Michael's because he did it all one team. Right. I think that conversation's gone. People are still so, bringing yeah. it up. But it's not. They it's bring not it up with real, the Warriors, um, but, but it isn't as. It isn't as. It's not as like visceral or like right. like venomous. It's not as highlighted as it was. Yeah. And every single conversation would be, "Oh, he did it with one team." Right. Like imagine if Carl Malone joined like the Shaq and Kobe Lakers or something like that, or like the Jordan Bulls or what have right. you. That would have been like catastrophic. That would have like blown minds or. Well, even people who lost their head. Demarcus Cousins signs with the Warriors. And it's not expected, but it's not like what is happening. How right. come everyone's it, so people? It's very. It makes sense. Like why wouldn't exact? Yeah, people are upset. Stars but not flock surprised. with each other. Yeah, yeah. Which is different. And you can argue this is not our the podcast we're focusing on. You can argue whether or not that's good for the product on the court, but regardless, it's putting power in the players' hands, right? Which I think is more important. To be totally because we fail to realize that these are human lives. So it's like, yeah, I could see why, like, if you have business opportunities in Los Angeles or California or New York, why would you not want to go there and play? It, like, simplifies the entire – and be close to your family. Like, do you really think that DeMar DeRozan, who's from – well, Toronto is a cool city, so I don't want to say that. But, like, someone like – Well, it doesn't matter. You could be in a really cool city if you're not away. Like, look at, like, Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol's from Spain, and he has to go to play in Memphis for his entire – like, do you really think Marc Gasol's, like, happy that, like – his family is living like, and he might be. I, mean? I think that's that. That would be the point of 
there are different reasons why players go to to places. places and yeah. some of it is winning some of it is is whatever but they're from hey i was drafted by cleveland the orlando magic or wherever you like were that, drafted yeah. doesn't mean you have to stay there even if you were born in the cleveland area right. which lebron was so i think again it's it maybe i didn't really expect this when we started but it just kind of clinked off in my head it's the creating your own story so right. by I am going to win championships and I'm going to do what I want because I, that's what I want from my career mm-hmm. just as much as I'm going to control the reporting because I right. want my story to be told this way. And it's something that really, it shifted. And I, and I would point, there's no one flip switch, but it started with obviously Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. branding and the, the power of branding yourself. Right. And then it really jumped off from there with the decision in LeBron saying, I'm going to go where I can win because everyone says I need championships. Right. Well, why am I going to, I can control where I'm going to go mm-hmm. and win championships. Why would I wait for a GM that I have no, I can't hire. Nope. I have, this could, you know, be, Oh, well he, he knew who was coming in or what players are coming. Still, he's not signing the contracts. Right. Why would I wait for that? And even still with the other aspect to even now, which was really fascinating to me was he was a free agent this year. Mm-hmm. And then next year is the huge free agent right. class with Kawhi Leonard. And regardless, it goes on. There's a lot of all-stars. Yep. We're not, we didn't want to really get into a super sports talk. But right. he can now be in a place and now he can have that conversation with players and say, hey, come. So he's almost in a way now truly uh, as close as I think he's ever been to a GM because they have some salary cap. And now right. they can say, hey, come play with me. Rather than being at Cleveland where – Kyrie Irving was already the mm-hmm. the, 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 art, the skeleton they had was there to build the team for him to want to come back. Right, he now has some ability to to really play with the players he wants to play with, which again is is adding to his narrative. Right, and he just is really excited to have Lance Stevenson on the same team. As <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- I think it's interesting about LeBron that we can even have the like quasi closet GM discussion because. I don't know too many other guys that have that type of influence. I mean, you look at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant didn't have that type of influence. Russell Westbrook doesn't, I don't think, has that no. type of impact in Oklahoma City. No, it's only LeBron. It's only, it wasn't Carmelo. It wasn't D Wade. It wasn't, it's not like uh, James Harden. It's not anybody else. It's LeBron has that power because I, th- I think maybe this is what I'll remember LeBron most for. But, like, the humanity element to LeBron as well. So not only is he, like, this incredible player, but he's, like, an organizer. He's a person that impacts culture and even, like, civil rights moments. I think truly he's a transcendent figure outside of take the basketball element away from it. I think he's still as impactful as he is on the court. He might not – I mean, this guy, he – Okay, so even moving back into the sports realm, he owns like a international soccer. What does he's, uh, he's like a part owner of small? I think like two percent owner of Liverpool. Liverpool, I yeah. right? I mean, this guy, he's impactful in ways that are not. It's like not recognizable from a sports figure. No, it isn't. I think GQ wrote a story about him, and it talked about him speaking at a like CEO's meeting conference something and it was some of the world's most powerful people in terms of wealth and business sense Mm -hmm. and they said it was really 
jarring to have this high school graduate who never mm-hmm. went to college walk into this room and feel appear mm-hmm. and because who knows how he really felt but he appeared so comfortable so at home grad had everyone hanging yeah. on each word he had and that's extremely rare again as we talk about players wrestling that power players didn't speak to ceo executives and didn't speak no. to real world leaders it was the owners and they they had all the power this is lebron james taking it a step further and this quote hasn't aged well and certainly michael jordan has been more active in the community but michael jordan saying republicans buy sneakers too it was very yeah. much a a uh, well and that's uh, yeah i kind of wanted to, i mean that's the other thing with lebron and michael jordan that's different is their impact to like the communities and what like michael jordan has a really checkered past of community involvement or just quite honestly the lack thereof i mean there was a time in the 90s where kids were getting killed for their jordans and he was dead silent. there was a time in the 2010s when kids were getting killed for their jordans and it's nothing and i mean you listen to like different rappers and things like that and he like won't give them the time of day because of like perceived image things or whatever and it's that that's the other thing with lebron to me is he the what he's like uh he's he's almost like barack obama in this sense because you're like looking for something to nitpick and you're just like it's not there. <laughs> this a, guy, this guy's like it's me, unbelievable. It's really interesting because when I say that uh, the detractors will say, "Well, the decision." Actually, one of my friends will say, "You can't." The decision was so cringeworthy. You can't look away from that. And this whole podcast to me is saying the decision is what is is certainly his legacy. Sure, but it's an amazing thing. Yeah, you. Can, the decision is objectively bad television. Right. Like it wasn't well produced. It was heavy handed. He could have gone about it a different way. But what it did, like, okay, so <laughs> it's like. It controls his narrative. Yeah. It, it, it was something that some, no one had ever really done before. Right. A superstar in his prime, especially in basketball, because we see it yeah. uh, in other sports, but it, even still, it's, it's rare. Basketball's like the most marketable, too. That, that's an important point. It's like you can. See, LeBron's so marketable. That- it, he is, but it's, like you said, I, I, I can't remember if you said it on pod or off pod, uh-huh. but when you think of LeBron James, now you think of LeBron James. You right. don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. of where Larry Bird, Celtics, yep. Michael Jordan, Bulls. In fact, you don't. You try to not even envision the Wizards. Right. Uh, Bob Cousy, Celtics, Magic Johnson, Lakers. Yep. Dr. J, Sixers. Anybody, you know, you're thinking, and then actually it was a hindrance because, you know, Oscar Robinson and Bucks, I think, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And we talked about Will Chamberlain. Who did he play for? There's always Kobe Bryant, Lakers. We can yep. go on and on. It's, it's irrelevant. LeBron has risen above that right. kind of in a sense that he is himself, which yeah. I think is when you look at what he's done controlling that narrative, that's what he always wanted was his. It, my yeah. story is told through my words. Well, which is, which is so – so look at the long picture of LeBron James. This is a person since like the age of 14. Like how young was LeBron when he was on that SI cover? Like 16? I think he was maybe 16 or 17. He wasn't He wasn't yeah, like one of those yeah. crazy AAU kids in like the like from the early 2000s. But he started that too. That was I think he was one of the first. But so even still, 16. This yeah. is like a th- how old is he? 33, 34, something like that. Yes, something like that. Um so for the majority of his life, 
he has been in the spotlight and has not been able to well he's he's certainly been able to reap the benefits of it but when he came up it was like you're not really going to be in control of this so it it makes so much sense to me that as a person who saw that system from the early age that he did he was like this i'm i think this you're is right now my like i've seen this i've seen how it plays out for other people that's not going to happen i'm the it's like the jay-z lyric right i'm not a businessman i'm a businessman it's a, it's so his i i just can't keep going back to like his impact his legacy like whatever but it really is i don't I legitimately do not think you've seen anybody that will impact not only the world of sports, but the way athletes interact with the business of sports the, the same way. The power being in the player's hands. And I think you brought up a really good point. He's been in it so long. Yeah. Uh, I think he's 33. I think he's 33 or 34. I no, I don't think he's 34. Okay. Because um, I, I think he's either 32 or 33. 33. Yep. He'll be 34 in December. Uh, but I think when you look, so he's 33, you're looking at, I'm trying to do math now, which is not good, right. when you think of him starting at like 17 being it. So yeah, right. for, so now for more like half his life, really, for half his life, 17 years, almost two decades now, he's been in the media spotlight, been on ESPN, his high school games running ESPN. So he knows, he knows the game. He's an expert right. of how this all works. And in high school, everyone knows he was going number one. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows he was a millionaire. And they made the big hoopla of his mom buying him the Hummer. Clearly, he was going to be able to pay for it. There's no question. Like, even if the dealer said, don't worry about it. Like, right. Or even if, like, Adidas gave it to him or Right. Like, oh, but it was perks for a high school. It's just things like that where other people are controlling your life. Yep. And he, I think, really, more than any athlete that I can remember, and has faced some adversity because of it. And now I think it is oh, just yeah. a joke that someone would say that. But he's really controlled his narrative and has done what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I now I I don't see any negatives to it. I don't I don't see what yeah and any to, issue and is. to to circle back to the the for as bad so the, the detractor of the decision right. I think as, for as bad as that was. Looking back at it 20 years from now, it'll be just as it, it'll be much better than it was bad because it was only bad because it was strange and like not done well. But what it did is it's re- you would never have someone like Kevin Durant being able to control his legacy without LeBron James. And like, I don't however, think Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors, and I don't think there, no, not at all. As, That's the yeah, as you brought up. The Warriors being a super team is not new. How the Warriors were assembled as a is super new. team is new. Well, and let you could argue that the war, and this is getting like into heavy basketball, so we won't stay on it for too long. But you could argue that the Warriors super team assembly is the most impactful basketball trend of all time. You could definitely argue because we've never seen like a leg, right. like a, a dynasty of this nature. That would never happen. LeBron is so intertwined with it. LeBron not going to the Heat means that that Warriors never happens and something and we just continue on with how basketball was for years on end. LeBron going to the Heat reshaped the entire basketball world. Yeah, no, it, exactly because we're talking about and he he's always leaked out, you know, playing with some of his best friends, yeah. whether it's Dwayne Banana Boat. Yeah, I think that to me is more of a legacy because there will be great players. Mm-hmm. There will be there has been great players, but Michael Jordan stands out because of what he's done off the court. Yes. In in 
everyone knows a Jordan brand. Everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. Right. LeBron, I think, will be that same way. He will be remembered for what he's doing off the court or how he changed the game of basketball. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, free agency. That's how, that. He is almost the Kurt Flood of of baseball. You know, the first. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. Is, was he? No, he wasn't. That was the first designated hitter. I think <laughs> I screwed that up there. But the the first free agent in baseball. It's the. Oh God, I can't remember it now. What were you gonna say? Uh, who was the arbitration? Uh, the Raleigh Fingers. I don't know. Regardless, yeah, he brought true free agency to the NBA. Oh yeah, because for some reason, it it never was okay for superstars to leave. As they as when LeBron went to Miami, we heard, oh, would. Larry Bird go to the Lakers, or would Charles Barkley go to the Bulls? No, he wanted to beat them. The conversation is still there, but we're not hearing that direct conversation. We do hear, well, Mm -hmm. Michael did it with one team, but we're not hearing, oh, well, like when, as I said yesterday, when DeMarcus Cousins went to the Warriors, no one's saying, oh, well, would so-and-so would sh- uh, I, I'm trying to think oh, Patrick Ewing mm. go to the Lakers or the, right. the Bulls so I think that'll be his lasting impact and when we bring in what he did with GQ that story and how he commanded right. a room I think there's certainly much like Michael Jordan there was a much more that happened beyond yeah the basketball realm LeBron James will probably be the same way yeah well and just to sort of tie into what you were saying about the the free agency element too what LeBron did was powerful not necessarily because it allowed people to go to other teams it's powerful because it allowed play it gave players the confidence in their choices that it wouldn't tarnish their legacy to say i don't really care what anybody says like i'm just going to live my life the way i want to live it and that's what's going to happen and eventually people will be okay with it or they won't and it it literally doesn't matter because prior to that you wouldn't like if people would have come at set like Kevin Durant leaves Oklahoma city and people call him like cupcake or whatever. But before that in the nineties, it just wouldn't rather than doing that and dealing with like, Oh, whatever. Like he, they call me cupcake, but like Controlled I'm much narrative. happier. He can in the nineties, he just would not have done it. Right. Which one is more, I, I would argue every single time that Kevin Durant doing what makes him, happier within his own life is a better scenario every single time because if he stays in okc he's called a cupcake because he can never win the big one right it's it's a it's it's just destroying the rock in a hard place that nba players essentially it's just saying like these like weird systems that are set up are stupid so we're not going to follow them anymore because they don't benefit us is, to me, this is a really fascinating topic. I'd uh, love to know what you guys think. Uh, tweet yeah. at us, at Mike B. Bonner, SCT, and at Penned by Montana. Penned by Montana. Got that right. Uh, I, I, I love the conversation. I love the aspect of what it all means in changing how the sport is built or how teams right. are built. Uh, I know it's we're, a billion-dollar business. Yeah. Um, we're, we're kind of wrapping up here, but I know, uh, and pun intended, Drake released a new album. Okay. And I know that yeah. we wanted to touch on that quickly. Scorpion. Yeah. The NBA spoke at great lengths about it. I think the Utah Jazz actually tweeted out to the Raptors, at Raptors, 
okay, now we get it. And then they just had a scorpion emoji. Well, see, I, okay. So like the, <laughs> this will really kind of show you uh, what I think about the album without me having to tell you, but I, well, whatever. Uh, the, He's under pressure. I can see the pressure because Montana's like, I got to do a cuckoo, I'm trying but how to do I? Yeah. So the, the notion I wanted to go with for this podcast when we were thinking about it was, so you have these two guys who are monsters at the top of their game. You can argue that both are influential, I would argue one of them is not nearly as influential, but you I'll leave that to your imagination. And I wanted I was looking at it in the sense that you have these two two guys having this monster moment. One of them is always enter one of them is consistently the most interesting person in his field, in like most fields, honestly. And one of them just proves to be like it once again is coming through with like something that's rather boring. So it's like, how do you deal with culture and celebrity when it's just, I don't know. The Drake album's not good. Sorry. <laughs> All that. I was like, where are we getting I'm here? Try- with- yeah. It, it was, t- you can have an opinion. It's okay. I just, so I did, I was, I did reviews. So I guess I can say that I, have like the I don't have to be unbiased as a in the reporter sense but yeah it's just the Drake is so boring man I don't I'm not I'm the opposite of Utah Jazz I do not get it he, I thought it was I saw a tweet that did descri- you, okay here here okay sorry I didn't no, mean to no, no, I just I saw a tweet that described Drake as like like Drake sounds like khaki like the color I think I think sometimes yeah I get, it, it's just so boring when like you have to so if you're engaged in the music space, you have to engage with every Drake release. And it's so boring that the narrative every time is like, yeah, Drake's pretty good at making music, but like it's pretty boring. You know what I think now being kind of an outsider, I'm just I'm not in the music as an outsider. I actually think Drake is overrated and underrated at the same time. I think people okay. who like him probably like him a little say he's better than he actually is sure and the people who don't like him say that he is worse than he actually is and i so so it's not like i i I like i i liked scorpion i thought it was a good album i didn't think it was yeah exactly there's some songs i skipped through but i overall i thought it was better than kid cuddy's album i thought it was better than kanye's album uh i enjoyed both of them i i enjoyed scorpion better than uh either of those really i did yeah i yeah i mean But, but that's to me, I don't think that's a hot take by any means. I just yeah, and I hate, well, I mean, if it's a hot take or not, I, to me, you're at a different level than I am in well, terms I of don't I just listen to it and I that, see that's like kind of the weird thing about music criticism too is like we're all on the same level. It's, all it's art. like how you engage with the music. It's as long as you. I just so the thing about God, you're getting me to go on a tangent. It's like when I brought up the NBA draft. I was going to say this is, this is payback. <laughs> Jeez, so it. You look flustered too. Drake, you're, you're trying. I see all the thoughts in your head, and you can't. If you look at it through a pop vein, Drake is fine. But if you look at it through what hip hop traditionally is meant to do, and then you frame it with who he gets compared to most, I I do not understand how anyone could say that. And this is like so like oh like backpack white hip hop kid like. You can't compare him to somebody like Kendrick Lamar who made like To Pimp a Butterfly. Like his his impact is nowhere near 
that of his peers when he's just making pop. The best songs Drake sure. makes are pop songs. Like Drake makes incredible pop songs. But like the whole like March 14th song, that was incredibly messy. He made an album that was like quasi dedicated to his son about how he hates his son's mother. Or like how he feels like kind of weird about like the it's like I I'm just so confused by Drake. Genuine every time. question. Yeah. Is, does Kendrick Lamar get the publicity, the mainstream publicity he gets without Drake? I'm not saying that like Drake is LeBron of sure. you know flipping it, but I do think since Drake has a hip hop hip, you can almost say I'm going to create a word. Mm. Maybe it's not a word, but I have never heard of it. A hip pop sure kind of sound people were warmed up to to dream oh i like this i like this what else is it even though people sure. think it's hip-hop and i, and I, I don't think it's very right. much it's not like kendrick lamar hip-hop they're like oh let me look at other hip-hop artists and then they are introduce themselves into kendrick lamar i don't know i'm genuinely sure. asking you. i think and you maybe you could argue this is coming from a place of like bias like not wanting to give too much credit but i do think drake had an impact in that but i also think it comes at a time where streaming happened rap music has always been like rap music had to be the most torrented brand of music of all time so like you you weren't seeing rap's numbers rise because people just weren't buying it that doesn't mean people weren't listening to it so with the rise of streaming i think you saw the true and streaming is definitely inflated now, but that's like a that's neither here nor there. Um, you saw the rise of hip hop getting its due in the mainstream at the same time as Drake is the biggest artist. So I think inevitably he's the jumping off point to a lot of people, but I think it would have happened regardless. And you kind of see that with like Migos, but then again, Migo Migo Drake was on the Versace remix, so I yeah, I mean I would. I would say he probably opened the door for some rappers. I but think he that, opened the door for some people to listen to more rap. Right. And I don't necessarily think that mean like, because Drake opened the door doesn't mean that Kendrick wouldn't have gotten to right. this level without Drake. It just means it probably happened a little bit faster. And people were more accepting to like some of the extreme ideals of uh, Kendrick Lamar, whereas before they would have been like... Like, people weren't that accepting to like the tribe called quest deep cuts. Right. They just like, can I kick it? So I think yeah, much like Kevin Durant going to golden state was made easier through LeBron's decision. Doesn't mean he wouldn't have went right. But yeah, I think that's, you know, Drake is so mainstream that I think maybe some people are like, and that would be great. I think that's, that would be great if people are like, Oh, I like Drake. Let me try to explore other hip hop avenues. I think it would be probably helpful. And Drake should be thankful. Uh, be pretty happy with LeBron right now because uh, the Raptors won't get absolutely destroyed by him every year in the playoffs. I think like, but Jake, Jake, Drake likes the bandwagon though. So no, 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 no. Drake's a Raptors guy. He's at all the home games. Well, yeah, but he, he um, almost got in like a fist fight with Kevin Durant. <laughs> I feel though like remember that? Drake's like reputation though was like just well I like the Kentucky thing. Like yeah, he went just, to, yeah. Drake's had an interesting. I think he is a Raptors fan. But I yeah, think he's from if, Toronto. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, but I think if LeBron's going to give him courtside seats to, I don't think. Le- well, LeBron and him are boys. I guess they did the, yeah, they did the soundtrack boys. right for his uh, LeBron's more than a game movie documentary. Oh, did they? The Forever. Okay. Was, oh, okay. That was off that soundtrack. Is that a Sprite connection? 
I don't know. Might be a Sprite connect. Anyway, we're past the point where we're people- past the point of people aren't paying attention. We're talking about Sprite um, and hip hop <laughs> and LeBron. So, yeah, but this was a good. I, I, I like this one. Yeah, no, this was good. I, I mean, I impactful. Yeah, sports is like a broken system, and it's nice to see people kind of ignore the like weird rules that come with it. I think that's my take. My take is hope. Hope you'll have us back. Hope you'll have us back. Boom! Spend the I've, bubble. I've nailed the last couple. Yeah, times. you've, you've got it down. Now you're doing a bit. <laughs> it's getting annoying. <laughs> Let us know if it's getting annoying in the and co- uh, Mike's DMs. Montana's DMs are open. Yeah, th- they probably are. I don't know. All right, we're out.